lived in Vegas. Yeah. And now true. we don't. Mm. We moved from one state <clears throat> in this beautiful country of the United States of America to another state. And granted, they're adjacent states, but it was still kind of a hassle and it sort of ate up much of our lives for that time. Yeah. But the other thing is that our, our last episode, which is also our third episode, mm-hmm. we like we kind of had this interesting thing happen where that was right in the middle of all of us being on mm-hmm. an 11-day fast from social media and medium in general mm-hmm. and like a lot of our usual news outlets because we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and there's a biannual, that's it, right? When it's twice a year, mm-hmm. biannual. <laughs> there's a biannual conference. <laughs> And we were challenged to um, to go on this fast and just kind of reevaluate what sort of influences we have in our life and think about them. And it was a really valuable experience. Um, I think mostly what I learned from it is that I strike a pretty good balance when it comes to like where my influences come from, but I probably could do with doing something like that, like a fast every once in a while, just so that I can kind of make sure that I'm not completely addicted to using my phone all the time (laughs) like um yeah I think that's that's what I learned and Jensen you learned that you don't use social media and it did absolutely nothing it didn't change my life at all during the days but then I realized while I was on it that I should start using Instagram so now I have an an Instagram yeah so it actually caused Jensen to start using social media it's good and I like using Instagram (laughs) But it, yeah, a good form of social media, not the horrible Facebook. Yeah, political <laughs> rants. Yeah, political yeah. rants. I'm gonna get on my soapbox and change soapbox and change everyone's minds. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's mind has ever actually been changed by a Facebook never. rant. No. I'm sure it's never. never. But it also keeps me in touch with all my distant relatives and with people who I used to know in states where I do not live anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I now have another state that I don't live in anymore. <laughs> it would do that for me if I ever remembered to look at it. That's true. You don't use your Facebook. Mm. But you do have an Instagram <laughs> account, and it's actually a really, really Yay. good quality Instagram account. Do you want to plug you. it? Uh, is it? I don't know what the name of it is. So I think it's <laughs> <What>? just. <laughs> okay. I think it's just my name. I think it's just Here. at Jensen Lilywhite. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll check. I think you're I, right, though. Yeah, it's just Jensen Lilywhite. Okay. So it's J-E-N-S-E-N-L-I-L-Y-W-H-I-T-E. Jensen Lilywhite. Okay. And she posts consistently twice a day, and it's always screenshots from different games she's playing. So it's mostly been Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I am obsessed with photo mode. But I like to do one from whatever game I'm playing currently, and then one from a game that I played previously like a later and it's kind of random so yeah. basically you've got one current and then one later gram. yeah so and i like switch off so like today i did horizon zero dawn for my older one um and the day before i did assassin's creed origins and yeah. I, did, I did infamous second son the day before that but the other thing about the social media fast is that as a result of this none of us were really looking at even like gaming news mm-hmm. because we weren't looking mm-hmm. at anything so like we were all sort of vaguely aware that there was some rumored information about a Harry Potter RPG. Um, but, like, not really. No. <laughs> because it almost just seems like that's something that there's been rumors about for a long time. And we didn't believe... Well, I like, knew that You hadn't were... even seen the footage, though. Yeah, but I knew that they, there was one that was coming out for a mobile game where you could make your own character. But I didn't realize there was, like... An actual RPG An actual, like, works. AAA RPG happening. Yeah. 
And so, and so that's our excuse yeah. for just not knowing anything about it is that we weren't looking at social media. No. And so Jensen really was just being a prophetess when she was talking about, <laughs> I have been talking about making a Harry Potter RPG since I was actually, I don't know when, um, how old I was when Harry Potter seven came out, but it was when that book came out was when I started going, they should make an RPG of this where you can play as a death eater. Specifically. <laughs> yes. Specifically. I want to be a death eater, but which whatever I'll be just a student. That's fine. It's a little <laughs> early, and I feel like we're very susceptible to game hype, especially over something like this. Mm-hmm. But it does look beautiful, and it does look like it could potentially be amazing and, and be a lot of fun. spell work? Yeah. That especially. Right. I can't wait. It could be fun. <laughs> I am sorry that it's not going to be the RPG you described. I know. Because I am sad about that, too. But at the same time, it's still set in the world of Harry Potter. And it's an RPG. And it's an RPG. Mm-hmm. And I get to make my own character. Mm-hmm. So close enough. So, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know anything about Hogwarts mystery. Oh, god. All I heard was that it was a thing. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so it's a really cool idea. Um, but it's very... It becomes apparent very quickly that it is obviously... Um, all about in-game purchases. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because you have these yeah. tasks that you do and they take a certain amount of, like, real in real life hours. Oh. Um, and your character has a certain amount of energy. And once you run out of that energy, you can either buy more or wait for it to build up. And sometimes by the time it's built up, you've failed that task because you've run out of time to do it. I hate that. It was was so annoying. That's the really gross thing about mobile games. Yeah. You know? It was obnoxious. Like, it looked like it was going to be a great game. You you know, you've made your character. You can make it look like you. You name your character. Um, Our friend Adam named his make definitely not evil <laughs> that was pretty great oh, wow. um and you basically choose your own house um mm-hmm. but yeah i i didn't play it very long at all mm. I, I gave it a shot but eventually it was deleted it was just a huge disappointment <laughs> it was yeah because you were sitting there going what i really want from the universe of harry potter is an rpg mm-hmm. yep so. Without microtransactions. Yes. Let's so all I am hold our excited. thumbs that there won't be any <laughs> in this cup coming yeah. on. <laughs> loot boxes. Shimai so Chuki. <laughs> yeah. No loot boxes. Um, and then a few news items that we're just going to touch on. So we were, we were, we, every, it's kind of been known for a long time that Bethesda's games are buggy. <laughs> Um, I remember yeah. the first time I ever saw a joke about it, it was it was this really great like Bethesda logo that somebody had stylized, and they had just co- covered it with tiny little bugs crawling all over it, which, you know, made me giggle. Um, but it's finally really caught up with them yeah. with the release of Fallout 76, and apparently, we haven't actually played it because we don't have money. <laughs> but but this is what we're hearing and it's a little bit weird. of a tragedy because how much were you looking forward to Fallout 76 Jensen? Really looking forward to it. I hope they fix it in patches and when I have money and can actually buy it, it will be stable. But I've heard that there's just been all kinds of problems. Oh no. No, yeah, it's I feel I I saw like screenshots of like some texture problems and I think there was a, a, an enemy that was frozen mid-air. 
I was just like, oh. <laughs> so is it possible that this is just first day problems getting blown out of proportion because it, could it was be. such it a could huge just be, overhyped game? It could be similar to like when Assassin's Creed Unity came out and it had all those problems and people's faces disappearing and stuff like that, but then they patched it and now it's passable. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know for sure yet because it's still really early. <laughs> I've never played a Fallout game. I haven't oh, either. you should. You guys should both play it, but start with like New Vegas. Uh-huh. Start that with one's New Vegas? the best one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. New Vegas is the best. Now it's that really I've good. left <laughs> Vegas for real, I should <laughs> yeah. play a video game set in Vegas. Yes, you should. In New <laughs> Vegas. In New Vegas. In New Vegas. Yes. <laughs> that one's really good. If you play it on my Xbox 360, I have all the DLC also. Okay, cool. And that cool. one's some really good DLC. Mm. And some incomprehensible DLC, DLC, which is great. Other <laughs> games that came out include... <laughs> Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which we're going to talk about at length. I've spent t- over 200 hours in it. I am 85% through the game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to fast travel, so I have traveled, I've gone like 2 million meters. Oh I think that's what it says in my Ubisoft Club thing. Holy crap. <sighs> <laughs> That's crazy. Sometimes I get really weary when I look and I go, oh no, that quest is all the way on the other side of Greece. (laughs) What's the fastest way I can get there? And Red Dead Redemption 2, which looks absolutely gorgeous in 4K. If I had any money, I would own it. I'm Anybody. working on it. I've had to just content myself to texting people I know who are playing it and being like, what's mm. it like? <laughs> I've been like scrolling through people's pictures of it on Instagram um. and I'm just like, I want to play it. Yeah. I want to take pictures yeah. of it. I would totally buy it. But again, my gaming backlog is mm. ridiculous. I just beat Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'll talk about later. And I still have... Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey oh, and yeah. God of War and it's just insane. Wow, <laughs> Too dude. many games. <laughs> Gaming backlog's almost as serious as mine. Spyro is another one that we're excited oh, about, which we also are going to have Aaron talk about. Yes. Because I want to get that. It's I want to relive so... my childhood. <laughs> it's so pretty and it's actually great because I never really got to play it, you know. Like I said, weren't allowed to have video game consoles. And one time, literally one time, I did play it. Um, was in elementary school in our class. I don't, mm-hmm. Were you in my class? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they would have a drawing, and each student got a turn to. So jealous of her. I know this story. Yeah, Sorry. It's so <laughs> Just... fun. Um, literally take the day. And do whatever you want in your own little corner. You can wear your pajamas. In the classroom. In the Jackstein. Or Jackstein. Yeah. Jackstein. Jackstein. I saw her name like literally three days ago and went, her name was Jackstein, not Jackson. That is so (laughs) familiar to me. Uh And I think think that when it was my turn, when I drew it, I'm pretty sure that I like totally wasted that opportunity. (laughs) Aaron lived it up. I was so jealous. I wanted it to happen to me. It never happened to me. Aaron did the right thing. Oh no, I thought it happened. I thought everyone got it. I don't think I ever got it because I have no memory of oh, no. getting it. I just remember seeing you over there oh, playing sad. video games all day, going, <laughs> "Why couldn't it have been me?" <laughs> I vaguely remember oh, no. reading Animorphs 
for a bit, but then I think uh-huh. I was just like, I better work on my homework. Oh my god. I honestly, I was, suck I was the most, <laughs> wandered it. I was the most boring child. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I wore something oh. that like, I could have worn any day. Oh and, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Jackstein. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize we all had her. Yeah. I didn't either. You guys would have had yeah. her at the same time. Yeah. Because you're in the same uh-huh. age. In the same class. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I had all my pillows and blankets and stuffed animals and um, I, I rented, this was back in the day, at Blockbuster, I rented a PlayStation 2 and one of the games I rented was the first Spyro game. And I don't even remember what the other one is because I don't think I played it. I don't know. But I played Spyro, this little fifth grader, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> was it like, a PlayStation 2 or a PlayStation 1? I, I feel like it was PlayStation 2. Okay. Because Cause I didn't think Spyro, the first Spyro was on PlayStation 2. I don't 2. know. I, I'm looking it up right now. I okay. swear I remember at that point is when I fell in love with Devil May Cry. So I was like, mm. I want to rent a PS2. I don't know. I could be wrong. But, <clears throat> yeah, so... I played it once for, I don't know, a few hours or something, and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, (laughs) It was one of the first non-linear platforms I had ever played, so I was just running around and literally like, where am I supposed to go? How do I beat this game? (laughs) And so I'm I'm so glad um, that they remastered it because it's so gorgeous and colorful Mm -hmm. and they did it with the unreal engine and you can see each individual blade of grass and Mm -hmm. uh, just everything is uh, amazing it looks great and it's so much fun like I felt like a kid playing it even though I wasn't really nostalgic because it wasn't like I was playing a childhood game again (laughs) but I did feel like a child playing it like it was super fun Oh, I want to play it so badly. That's great. I'm so jealous. (laughs) It's like like being back in fifth grade. Here we are playing all these games I can't play. It makes me so happy. I'm so glad that you utilized your Mrs. Jackstein special student day. I did. Like properly because I honestly think that I just squandered mine. Like I'm looking, like I'm remembering now feeling like why didn't I do more? Mm -hmm. And like why didn't I do more with that wonderful day where I was allowed to just like goof off in class while everybody else had to work i don't even think i got one uh, I, I have no memory that of this. hurts my heart yeah maybe it's like that episode of heavyweight where rob broke his arm and his family didn't remember because they didn't make it because he didn't make a big deal out of it essentially oh, yeah. is like the bottom line and i think it's one of those situations where maybe you didn't make a big deal out of not getting picked yeah. And so, like, she didn't remember oh. to give you a day. <laughs> that sounds like me. I know. Oh, no. Because I kind of, because now that we're talking about it, I actually vaguely remember you telling me that you never got your, your day. Yeah. Because, oh, but I think no. everybody in the class was supposed to get one. I think yeah. so. I distinctly remember you getting your day, mm-hmm. though. I especially because I was like, I was like she's over there playing day, Spyro. Like, I'm renting a PlayStation, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like. That's fifth grade like, done right. I'm only I'm only ten years old, and I already am experiencing like real rage and the <laughs> desire to murder someone. Just oh like my. how dare you! I 
had no idea my life was in such danger. Yeah, I was like, I want that day. <laughs> I just like sat there all jealous the whole day, just like watching you. I don't think I got anything done. <laughs> We're learning uh, valuable life lessons in fifth grade. <laughs> I don't even remember if that was a time when we had a console of our own, other than the Sega. I think we, we had, had a the, we had a Sega. We had the Sega, but I don't think we had the Nintendo yet. And so no, because we definitely got it late. We got it late enough that we got one of the special colored ones because ours is purple. Mm-hmm. And so we got it late enough that they were coming out with like other yeah. editions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but we may not have had any consoles other than the Sega at home. Mm. And so I was probably just like, yeah. <laughs> I have to go over to my neighbor's house to play any video games. Yeah. Um, and then some games that are coming out. Oh, yes. Games that are coming out. Um, Jensen, what did you pre-order? Um, I pre-ordered Super Smash Bros. Even though I have no money. <laughs> was this a wise decision? Not at all. <laughs> Are you excited It was a tenth of the money I have in my account right now. <laughs> I don't even care. You just I wanted it. it so badly. <laughs> I know that it's not coming out till Friday, but next Friday, even, like a whole week. Oh, man. <laughs> but I checked it yesterday and this morning on the Switch just because I was like, maybe people who pre-ordered it will get to play it early. Oh. <laughs> I know that's... I know that's like ridiculous. It's not the case in this one. No. no. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I mean, that happened yeah. with both Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I got them days early, and that was amazing. I was already like, like, I think a fourth of the way through Odyssey, like that's just the main quest. By the time the game like officially came out, there's a ton coming out in the new year too that we're all excited oh about. My gosh. Um, but one in particular has been coming up a lot recently in conversation. Aaron, please tell us why you were so excited about Anthem. So I remember seeing just like a teaser trailer like months and months ago. I don't even remember when. Um, but it looks so cool, you guys. Mm-hmm. It, you're like, you're in these mech suits and, you know, you shoot lasers and cannons and you can fly. Oh, like that's not, the best part. Not just, like, boost yourself and then hover for a little bit, but actually fly like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And the world looks huge and gorgeous and, like, kind of technology overrun with nature and um, you fight not only other soldiers, but what they they've described as ancient beasts that look really crazy and huge and scary (laughs) um but it just looks so cool it's kind of looks like a little bit like destiny and it sounds like it'll feel a little bit like mass effect because you have a crew and um you can build up relationships with them and learn about their past and where they want to go in life and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff and it looks like it'll be multiplayer, so oh, yeah. it'll be so freaking fun and just like, yeah. It's definitely so multiplayer. Cool. I know that, I think that when you're in like your hub area, you're all by yourself. Mm-hmm. But then when you go out into the world, then it's multiplayer. Oh, okay. Um, I'm really excited for this too, mm-hmm. especially because of the whole Mass effect <laughs> bit. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Bioware, obviously. Yeah. I'm obsessed, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing about it that's similar to Destiny that makes me worried is it looks like 
they're gonna have it that you're third person when you're out in the world and first person when you're in your hub area i hope that that's not the case i hope that that's that you can change the view yeah but the stuff they showed at e3 made it look like it forces you into a first person mode when you're in your hub area Mm. and then it forces you into a third person mode when you're out Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the opposite of destiny where you have to be in first person when you're fighting and you have to be in third when you're in the hub area Uh and that's the thing about destiny that i disliked the most because i just want to stay in third person Uh and i wish they'd just (laughs) let me choose yeah (laughs) like skyrim yes like skyrim (laughs) like being able to just switch and choose or like grand theft auto and Mm -hmm. red dead redemption 2 apparently you can do that too Mm -hmm. like I prefer being able to choose the the camera option that I want if it's going to do that. Like, if yeah. it has the capabilities to be like, oh, yeah, you can, like, in one section you've got a first-person thing, and then the other section it's third-person. Clearly you have the ability to let me play in both. Can I just yeah. choose one that I like more? And maybe since it is Bioware, which it will let you do that. I'm so. hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that's made me really nervous like seeing the gameplay then Mm. also you know obviously everybody's been complaining about no romances which does bum me out but um i feel like it's not i don't feel like it's completely off the table that they could add it in there later Mm -hmm. they said at e3 that they wanted to build the world in such a way where they could keep adding stuff on and keep it going which just sounds really fun a romance patch and i mean yeah they might put in a romance (laughs) patch and so i'm fine with that but i am a little bit worried that they're gonna force me into one camera view or the other depending on where i am and i don't like that (laughs) but otherwise i'm all for it Um, so now, we're currently playing several different games. You already talked a little bit about Assassin's Creed yes. Odyssey, um, but I assume there's probably more that you want to talk about with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and one thing in particular that just occurred to me is I know that a lot of discussion about this game has been centered around the romance just because it's different yeah. from the other games. It's very like, it's like a hookup option, it's exactly. not like a romance option. There are a couple more, a couple of them that feel a little bit more... Like they're huh. <laughs> just pick something off of my face. Sorry, you had an eyelash. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking. At there's it. a finger right in my peripherals. Aaron, <laughs> just like Aaron, apparently was overcome with the irresistible urge to touch Jensen's face. It's so beautiful. And now, and now Jensen looks like she's weeping. It was just so shocking. <laughs> All of a sudden, there was a finger like right next to my eye. <laughs> So, okay. romance. Romance. <laughs> Some so you did actually end up... That's why I was over. So it wasn't really romance. It was really no, more of a hookup like hook option. Ups. But you did end up hooking up with one character in particular. I times. ended up hooking up with most of the characters. The only time I didn't hook up with someone is if I was like, I really don't like your personality. <laughs> Which there have been a couple. There was one girl in Sparta who was so freaking annoying. I was just like... Sorry, chick. This isn't happening. <laughs> I said, I told your mom I'd be helping you train, and that's what I'm going to do. It's not going to go any further than that. So, Please go home now. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite person to hook up with is Alcibiades. Right. He's the best. Well, and he's one of the only characters who you actually consistently get to continue yeah. to talk to. You talk to him several times. You can hook up with him, like, three times. <laughs> and, like, you continue to see him. He's just, like, he just keeps inserting himself into the story and it's <laughs> just that's a bit of an innuendo <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
I've been influenced by him too much. <laughs> so basically, but, so basically, even though it's not really a romantic subplot, you sort of turned it into a romantic subplot. Well, just by continuing to hang out with this guy and by realizing that now everything in your life is saturated with innuendo. Yes. <laughs> well, because, basically, with him, it because was of like, Cassandra's. Because of Cassandra's relationship with Alcibiades. Yes. Though it basically, it wasn't so much of like a romance thing as it was friends with benefits. Because <laughs> like, I love Alcibiades so much. He's like, he's like my favorite character. And so every time I see him, I'm like, it's my best friend. I'm like, And then he's like, want to bang? And, and you're like, like sure. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the romance options if, when you call them romance options they seem really pathetic when you call them hookup hookup options then it's it's just like a perfect description of what they are so so it's, it's very assassin's creed yeah <laughs> well no because that's nothing like anything that's ever been. that's my point though is that if they were gonna do it they would do it weird and bad. yeah okay <laughs> I suppose. And I'm like thinking back to that really awkward scene in Assassin's Creed 2 where <laughs> Ezio like tries and fails horribly to hit on that one girl and then she's like, fine, you can come up to my room. That's exactly, <laughs> like, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> what? How did this escalate this far, like this quickly? He was so stupid. <laughs> No, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Okay. And that's why I was it like, well, sense. this does sound like Assassin's Creed then. Okay, it makes sense. So maybe they just don't understand romance. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is this is what they think romance is. Yeah, okay. Is. That's fair. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I've been playing that a lot. And aside from the romance stuff that is very confusing about it, um, yeah, I'm... I'm really excited. I'm going to finish it soon. I think I might finish it this week. I've almost uncovered the entire map and almost done everything on there except for the main story stuff and then uh, Messenia, which I still need to go to. That's the last place that I need to go to, though. Mm -hmm. And I haven't fast traveled mm -hmm. at all, except that it makes you fast travel in and out of the um, this one ruin um, where one of the main story things it takes place. And what I do with that is I sail all the way to the island, I walk to the door that I can no longer open, and then I fast travel inside. And then I fast travel out. That is weird. <laughs> that is weirdly will... committed to not fast traveling. <laughs> My reasoning, the reason why I decided to do it this way is that <clears throat> when I played Assassin's Creed Odi uh, Origins, when I played Assassin's Creed Origins, I fast traveled everywhere. I was so lazy that if I had to go to a place and it was... 300 meters away from me and there was a fast travel point that would shave off 100 meters I would fast travel to that place just so that I only had to travel 200 meters I was pathetic so you're making and, up for all yeah. the fast traveling you did and I felt like I didn't really get to see Egypt very much which is a real shame because growing up my two places two favorite places in the entire world were Egypt and Greece yeah, I remember you had books and stuff. Yeah, I... You were I, a nerd. You I was a them. huge nerd. I studied everything about the mythology, about the areas, about the history, about everything about them. And then Assassin's Creed comes out in Egypt, and I fast travel everywhere, and I don't see anything. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. when Odyssey came out, I was like, I'm not going to fast travel once. 
I want to see all of Greece. I don't want to miss any of it. And I want this to feel like an odyssey. And over 200 hours later, it definitely feels like an odyssey. <laughs> I'm losing my mind just a little bit, but it's perfect. <laughs> okay. And that is not all you're playing right now. No. I'm also playing Infamous again. I am trying to platinum it. I'm almost done. I just need to beat it in the evil playthrough. And the evil playthrough is kind of dumb. I mean... The mechanics are better as a villain. Like, the fighting is so much better. There's, like, tons of explosions, and the powers just work really nice together. Mm. When, when you're playing mm. as a hero, it's like, oh, you don't want to cause too many explosions. You don't want to kill too many innocents. <laughs> so it's like, you're just kind of going through the game. But the storyline as a hero is way better. Yeah. The storyline mm. as a villain, <laughs> none of his <laughs> motivations make any sense. <laughs> Cole becomes so mustache twirly. It's like, <laughs> like he he makes some decision, some evil decision. I'm like, Cole, why are you choosing this? Did you... you become a sociopath within like two seconds after the start of this game? <laughs> like you seem like a normal guy, and then I chose to to keep people from taking some food, and now you're like, I'm gonna kill everyone in the whole world. <laughs> So it's just Cole Edgelord. Yes. And so I'm having a fun time with the fighting. Like, fighting's way better. I enjoy every combat encounter. But every time it goes to the store, I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any of this. <laughs> just get me through to the fighting. <laughs> but I've almost platinumed a bit. I am so excited that's happening soon. Okay. So it's worth it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And you're also playing Minecraft. Yep. I finally learned how to to lure chickens. And I now have a whole paddock full of chickens that follow me around everywhere. And you're going to get pandas and kitties because that's yes. a new thing that Minecraft is going to I'm going to build a giant sphinx and fill it with kitties. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and, okay. um, yes. and then the last thing, it looks like there's mm. one more... Thing you've got planned for your current yes. playthrough. Once I beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I am finally going to start playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Have you played Kingdom Hearts 2 before at all? No. Oh. I didn't I didn't even know that it existed until a couple of years ago. Because when I was a child and I played Kingdom Hearts 1, I was under the impression that it was perfect the way it was and that there didn't need to be any other games that followed it up. But Jensen, they have to add more to the lore. <laughs> the confusing lore that makes no sense. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to play more Kingdom Hearts games. I'm excited to, but I am a little bit terrified to start this because mm. as a child it just seemed like in my mind that it was the only game that it needed and there didn't need to be more. But and I'm a little worried that they'll screw it up. I mean, but more movies it's been out for out. like 10 years or something. <laughs> it's been out for so long that like, I shouldn't be scared of it. But I am a little bit scared that it's going to be too different from the first one and that I'm not going to like it. Mm. From what I've seen so far, it looks pretty similar. Yeah. I've watched so. PlayStation I... Access play it at yeah. E3 yeah. and stuff, like Holly. Uh, well, like, I played a little bit of Chain of Memories and I was like, this is so different <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and so I'm really worried for the second one. But I really want to play the third one, and I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. Yeah. So I have to just get on it and play the second one. Mm -hmm. I'm excited, though. Mm -hmm. A little bit. 
And apprehensive. <laughs> Very. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron, what are you playing right now? Um, so I just beat the story mode of Horizon Zero Dawn. Yay! Oh, it's Yay. perfect to you guys. I, I love know. everything about it. It's oh, just... Oh my gosh. Um, I love playing dress up with Aloy with <laughs> all her cool looking armor. <laughs> and, um, let's see. What else? Just the world is gorgeous and mm. the fighting is so much fun. I don't... Like, whenever I play RPGs, I don't generally do an archer build. But being Aloy, I was like, yes, I am an archer. I am killing it. But I was also playing on story mode. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, <clears throat> I beat it. And the story is one of the most unique things I have ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't say anything to spoil it because I have a bunch of friends who've never played it before. And But just, it blew my mind. I just mm-hmm. sat there thinking, oh my gosh, these people are brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. the story is so cool. Um, and then I'm about to move on to the Frozen Wilds DLC. And <laughs> so- <laughs> one of the first things I did uh, when I beat the main story of Horizon was go on Pinterest and look up Horizon Zero Dawn pins. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to do after I beat a game because I'm like, no more spoilers! I can look at all the things! <laughs> I do that too! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was <laughs> one of the things I was most excited for. Um, you find some weird <clears throat> fan art for survival horror games. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> I'm sure. Some real oh, interesting stuff for Outlast. Yeah. I think specifically Whistleblower. Oh, man. Uh, You'd be surprised what gets yeah. shipped in that series. <laughs> shipped and self-inserted and oh, my. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so scary. I mean, more power to him. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I beat the first Spyro, so I'm going to beat the other two yeah. eventually. And I just downloaded God of War. Cannot wait to play that. Saw Jensen play some of it when it first came out, and I'm it's beautiful. So stoked! Mm. Just looks so cool. So yeah, yeah. It's my gaming right now. Um, and also, you already talked about Spyro, but you also you just the reason why we're talking about it is because you just got Spyro reignited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we got to watch you play a little bit of that. Uh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I can't believe how beautiful it is. I know, so right? It's like the way he runs. He's so he's cute. Like a puppy. He looks like a little puppy with wings. You know, like <laughs> this may be a little bit. This may be a little bit of an adjacent street, but um, like I've been hearing. I really love cinema, and I've been hearing recently in color palettes. Some people complain about the bright orange and bright purple color palette. That's so popular that's like really yeah or and it's also or like the teal and orange Uh and i realized that one of the reasons why i like always defend that color contrast and that color palette specifically is because it has this like really nostalgic place in my Mm -hmm. heart and watching you play spyro Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that's where it came from yeah Mm -hmm. i think it came from because it's just so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it uses that color palette to like its most exciting effect Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's and just it, so much brighter now. Yeah. Like, I've compared it with screenshots from the original game, and it's just... 
It's night and day. <laughs> I remember playing Spyro as a kid and thinking, this game is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now I wish I could like go back in time and show past me pictures of it and be like, this is how it looks when it's remastered. And my head would just explode. Yeah. It's just great. You're like, past what? me would just die. You found right a real there. dragon? <laughs> <laughs> you found a real dragon. I remember, I remember as a child thinking it was so beautiful. And I also remember thinking... Why can he fly consistently in some <laughs> levels and not at all in others? Yeah. But yeah. then I didn't worry about it because who cares? Right? You get to be a cute little hoppy dragon. Yeah. I know. He's so cute. I love him. <laughs> He's adorable. Right. I, right after we played it at your house last week, um, I went home and I was like, I want to play something fun and nostalgic. And so I looked at my PlayStation. And I was like, do I have anything fun and nostalgic on there? And I had Ratchet and Clank. Uh-huh. So I started playing that. <laughs> I was like, close enough. That'll do it. It was really fun. Nice. And then Elsa borrowed my PlayStation for two weeks. And I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I was it two it. weeks ago? It was two weeks, yeah. Yeah. I had okay. it for like a solid two weeks. Yeah. And I was Oof. like... Well, I guess I'll wait and play Ratchet and Clank yeah. more later. I was gonna buy, I was gonna buy a PlayStation Pro for Black Friday, and then they didn't put any of them on sale. And it was so depressing. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just wait until I have a disposable income again. <laughs> like whatever, I guess I'll be responsible. Yeah. So instead, she just oh, borrowed my PlayStation for two Nicole weeks. Nicole bought a PlayStation Four. What? She did. Oh, yeah. Nicole's growing up. I know. She got <laughs> Spider Man and nice. Horizon Zero Dawn yes. and all of the Uncharted games. Ooh, yes. Oh, those like are good those. ones for the yeah. for her. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. she watched me play some. And they're very Uncharted cinematic, 4. so she can. Right? She can tell her students to play them. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. She should. She should. She should. That's a perfect yeah. example. The Uncharted <laughs> games are practically just movies with parts in between where you shoot people. Okay. I know that, like, this is just me being... But you can find all the cutscenes because they linked together as a movie on YouTube. It's oh, not very right? good because it doesn't really work yeah. quite the same without the actual gameplay, but still. Yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while, I think about the fact that Nicole is a film teacher now, and I get really jealous. And, yeah. like, one of the things that I would do if I was a film teacher is I would definitely make sure there was a unit on cinema, on, like, other forms of media besides mm. cinema that use <clears throat> cinematic elements. Yeah. We'd have to talk about yeah. gameplay. Oh, yeah. She sure. should also talk about Horizon Zero Dawn because yes. that is also incredibly cinematic. Yeah. yeah. So the much. first scene, when Lainey fired it up for the first time, because she got to play without me because I was at GDC oh. and when it came out, but she started playing it and she turned it on and my mom was in the room. And the first scene happened, and by the end of it, they were both bawling their eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) They told me about it, and then Lainey sat there while I was starting it up, and then I was crying, and then Mom came in and saw the last bit and started crying again, and we were all three just crying watching it. (laughs) It's power games, man. It was great. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Okay. And for my games, I finally played Detention. Mm-hmm. And it's Ooh. a short one. You know, I played it basically in an afternoon. I think I started it one day and I had to like, I had to stop for some reason. Something else was going on. And then I just, you had the a next, headache. that was it. I remember. I remember, had, like, yeah. a migraine. I had a migraine that day. That was awful. <laughs> and it's a really, really fun game, but it is not something to play 
well, you have a migraine. In fact, maybe mm-hmm. I just shouldn't try playing games when I have a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> but, a good idea. I do anyway, <laughs> but practice. yeah, that's because I don't know what else to do when I have a migraine. Mm. But anyway, I, I started bored. it. <laughs> um, I started it and then I had a migraine and so I had to stop playing. And the next time I fired it up, I basically didn't turn it off again until it was finished. Um, it's a very short game. And it was a really, really great experience. I was playing it on Switch. And um, I played it both, like, on the actual console, like, um, on my lovely 4K TV. And then I also just played it on the Switch handheld, too. Mm -hmm. And it was a really, really interesting experience. It was a lot of fun. So it's a side-scroller survival horror. And it's just fascinating. It's set in um, Korea, North Korea. And it, I just don't really even want to say too much. Like there was just, the the only complaint I think I have with it is Mm. that I felt like each one of the sort of dark underlying themes that it was playing with could have almost been like its own game. Mm. And um, it was a little bit, it kind of, it kind of felt like in the, especially right near the end, I was like, there's a, there may be combining too many different things here but um I didn't really mind in the end because it was all fascinating and it all kind of worked in its own way and in different scenes and there were some very very effective scary spooky scenes um I yeah I don't really want to say too much there was something like right at the beginning that freaked me out though it's one of those games where it makes you do things Oh, that well. maybe you find a little uncomfortable you don't have to or do. that you don't want to have to do and like there was one moment right at the beginning like that that was especially disturbing oh, and gosh. it's like it just gives you it like gives you the tools and it gives you a hint and it just leaves you there oh. and so it's like it's like really easy to figure out what the game wants you to do mm-hmm. where it's like okay well I have this weapon <laughs> And I have this drawing, and I have this potential victim. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, tell me that's not what the game is going to make me do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, ooh, it's really interesting. And like, mm. and then it does not, it doesn't spare you anything, mm. you know? Like, it's not one of those things where it's like, now press a button and it's over. It's like, no, you have to like, do, <laughs> you have to like get in there and do this. Oh, <laughs> and um, And then there was some stuff later on that was just, so it's one of those it's one of those eerie beautiful games Mm. you know where like every time that I was scared I was almost distracted by how also pretty it was Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um I just it was a really it was a really great experience I definitely would recommend it to anybody who likes survival horror it's um you know pretty like reasonably priced game on the switch I think it's like twenty dollars or less. Mm. Yeah, I think it was less than that. Yeah, it might have even been less than that. I, but and it's. I could be wrong. It's short. I'm definitely gonna play it more than once, um, and I'm I'm really glad I played it. Uh, but aside from that, like that was kind of a shorter game. I've also been still working my way through Dark Souls Two. I'm just right in front of the final boss door, and I basically got to the point where I was like, ah, okay, I'm gonna come back and do this later. And like, I'm still just trying <laughs> to despawn everybody. You've <laughs> fallen into the trap that I yeah, fall into. Where I'm like, I don't want to. Game. I'm like, you okay. stop right before the end. Do you know how many games that I've like, I fired up my old save file from years ago, and I'm right outside the boss battle. Yeah. I fired up my Dragon Age 2 save file just like well, a couple months ago, and I thought I was like pretty far from the boss battle. I literally just had to go 
to where it was. Well, and I know... And then it would trigger the end. And the end of the game only takes, like, 40 minutes. Huh. Like, well, and I know that I have... for feeding the game. I know that I have the tendency <laughs> to do that, that also, but mm-hmm. the difference is that I haven't stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm still firing it up and playing it. I'm just refusing to go into the final battle. <laughs> like, that's all. I'm just... I'm still continuing to... I'm going around to different areas, and I'm despawning enemies, basically. Mm-hmm. I also went ahead, mm-hmm. and I dug up our N64... <laughs> And plugged it into my 4K TV. And uh, I'm playing Majora's Mask again. Like the legit gold N64 cartridge. And it looks real weird (laughs) (laughs) on my 4K TV. Super pixely. It's so pixely. But it's so much fun and it's been so nostalgic for me. And I honestly, I love that game. I've forgotten how much I love that game. And also, I have been thinking for all these years that I never beat it. And I'm realizing now I don't actually remember that time in my life very well at all. And I might have because I have yet to encounter anything in the game that I don't distinctly remember. Except for, like, one boss battle that I was just like, I don't remember this at all. (laughs) (laughs) It was that one that's with the bowl that's running around in a circle. It's similar to the one Dark Souls boss with the chariot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Um, remember that one. Yeah. And I know for sure I never beat Majora's Mask because my character's still standing in the water temple. (laughs) (laughs) You still have the save file on that cartridge. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the thing is I thought that I had never beat the game. But now, as I'm playing it, I'm like, oh, wait, I remember this part. I remember this part. I remember, like, I'm remembering everything, and I'm pretty close to the end. So it's possible that I just never really remembered it very well. And also, it's possible that, like, I got very close to the end and then decided that I wanted to, like, get all of the masks or something. Yeah, and decided you were going to wait and do it later. And decided I was going to wait and do it later, and then I never did. That's possible, because I, I remember, but, like, everything about it, Anyway, it's just it's just really beautiful and it's really fun to come back there and it's also got me thinking a lot about that game and what it sort of and how it sort of fits into the Zelda series. And um I said this before, but I just kind of feel like it's sort of an early example of DLC in a way. Mm-hmm. Um like before DLC was really a thing where um they like took all of the assets from Ocarina of Time and you know created a few new things, but for the most part, it's just reusing enemies and and everything, and it's just so different and so fun. And like tonally, it's darker, it's a little mm. bit different, it's a little bit mm. harder, but like it does fit in with Ocarina of Time in a very interesting way, mm-hmm. in that it kind of informs what happens in that story without um, feeling like it's necessary to it, which I think is kind of the mark of really good DLC where it like it can, it can stand on its own but it kind of gives you something more to think about with the story that it's attached to but you don't need it mm-hmm. in order to enjoy that original story um and it's I don't know I think it's I also I've been trying to like do everything in the game like I know that it's not it's obviously I can't platinum it because there's no achievements there's no trophies i just really wanted to like get get every like do all of the side quests all of the mini games get every single mask and have no record of it and have no record of it besides <laughs> besides you know in the fleshy tablets of my heart <laughs> um and i it's it's just been it's been such an interesting experience and it's been so much fun and 
I don't know. I think the one mask that makes you into an adult, mm. it's just so interesting how frightening <laughs> adult Link looks in Majora's Mask. Yeah. And I just feel like there's some, I don't know, there's probably fan fiction of this already, but I just feel like there's <laughs> something really interesting about the fact that Link, you know, maybe a year or two after Orchorated of Time, after he had this experience where he was an adult, there's something kind of dark and interesting about him looking back on his time as an adult and seeing himself that way. Yeah. Of something kind of frightening and alien. And yeah. There's just, oh, I love Medora's Mask. Yeah. There's just, it's so cool. It's all, like, I love the theme of time and of everything being about timing and about time. And mm-hmm. I just, oh, it's so cool. I'm just, yeah, I just wanted to gush about Majora's Mask. It's been so long since I played it, and I'm so happy that I decided to go ahead and do it, even though it's so old now. Like, who cares? It's still great. It holds up, you guys. Did I admit something horrible? What? I still have never beaten Ocarina of Time, and I've never played Majora's Mask. Ooh. Well, we'll have to rectify that. Yeah, we will. I think you're need we to have that. an N64 plugged into a 4K TV right now. Woo-hoo. Yes, <laughs> I have it's so playing. pixely that Link basically doesn't have a face, mm-hmm. but you can still play it. <laughs> I have been playing Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, so mm-hmm. oh, nice. I'm starting to kind of rectify it's that. It's probably the better platform to play it on at yeah. this point. <laughs> probably. I have an emulator, so sometimes I play it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Illegally, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also own we'll it cut that. on Nintendo sixty four. So, yeah. I mean, we did buy it. We did buy it. Yeah. I just wanted to be able Semantics. to play it while I was at church. Yeah, <laughs> which I did. I almost beat it while I was at church, but I could not beat Ganondorf. I kept getting killed, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's where my save file is left in church. Yep, in church. <laughs> well. It's a good use of the third hour while it's still around. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, also, we all discovered Microsoft avatars. Yay! None yay. of us had really done anything with this before, right? No, I don't. I don't feel like. Okay, if they were, if they even existed on the Xbox One before now, then I did not realize that. But I think they. Existed on the Xbox 360 because yes, I, I remember I made one years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I made one and I tried to update it and for some reason it kept resetting it back to the the original one mm. and it was really annoying and it shows it's updated on XboxAchievements.com mm. but on my 360 it's still the old ugly one. <laughs> I'm like, darn it! I didn't Aww. even do anything to change that one. I just used like the default face. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It's just but, kind of a fun little feature. But on and, Xbox One, yeah, it's and, been updated and it's really nice. and It's yeah. extra, it's extra cute and funny extra now. adorable. Yes. And what does your avatar look like, Jensen? For the first time ever, I made my avatar look like me. So, Aww. yeah. So I've got my blonde hair and I have to put some purple streaks in it which I don't currently have but I would like to have in future and I'm wearing a lot of purple and I've got a sword which does mm-hmm. which you do typically wear purple and carry a sword I have so. like 12 swords so <laughs> you're one of those people yes. <laughs> I'm one of those people and Aaron what does your avatar look like um so mine looks pretty much like me and 
closer to my age because these avatars are a little more realistic. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm so annoyed. I, I literally did this last night and spent like an hour on this. They do not have any hair that looks like mine. Mm -hmm. They... I, I literally had to do really short hair, and they don't have straight hair anywhere. Like, so my avatar's hair is wavy and way too short, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, um, it was fun to make her, um, but also kind of annoying because she kept making faces and, um, like... Pulling faces at you? Yeah, and you can't, like, like grab her attention again and be like, hey, stop that. That's exactly <laughs> why I gave mine the sword. So that she would stop making faces, because now what she does is she plays with the sword, but she doesn't make stupid faces at me. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> that makes sense. And I gave yeah. her a pretty peacoat and... Yep. And black leggings and some brown boots and a big old diamond ring. Nice. Aww, so she does look like you. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Mine looks like me at 16 in that I made a goth girl riding a goth unicorn. Yep. <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds like 16 year old me would cry with happiness. Yeah. She'd be like, yes, yes, that is exactly what I look like. That is self actualization. Black lipstick. The hair dyed black number one, all black clothes, and a black unicorn. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. It's perfect. It's great. Yeah. Oh, and another funny thing, um, like when I finished making her and she was just standing there, I was going through emotions, and when it's on no particular emotion, she starts slow clapping with this, like, smile of malice on her face like you know one corner of her mouth turned up and her eyebrows turned down like this evil grin it's like why are you slow clapping at me Aaron, what no, did i do Aaron, nobody else's avatar does that it's not programmed to it. do that I your, xbox is possessed. your xbox just is like legitimately you. has some hal 9000 feelings towards you it, uh, it probably does. The thing oh never gosh. works on the internet. <laughs> okay, and video game music that we've fallen in love with. Um, I'll go first because I feel like my observations are pretty pedestrian. Um, I have actually been listening to Mass Effect soundtrack for years. I'm a writer, and so I typically like to have some music going when I'm trying to sit down and get a lot of words down. And Mass Effect and other game soundtracks have been really helpful for that. And it's funny because for a long time I didn't even know the music was from Mass Effect. I just like was listening to it on Pandora. <laughs> and um, I've never even played the game. You should play them. Uh, well, yeah, and I, I we <laughs> talked this morning about how I'm going to finally play Mass Effect because I finally nailed down exactly what character I want to design and what character I want to play as. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's going to be based off of the personality of the main character of a book I just read. And um, I was like, I feel like she'd fit in the Mass Effect world so well. And so I was going to do that. Yes. Renata Shepard. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I love a lot of that soundtrack music precisely because it's got that really pensive sort of ethereal quality to yeah. it. And it's just so nice for focusing. Um, and then, of course, because I've been playing Majora's Mask, I've had all the Orcarina of Time songs stuck in my oh, yeah. head and... <laughs> um, especially that forest one. It's it's like it, the forest song that da 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 Like it's my least favorite of all the songs, yeah. but it's the one that gets stuck in your head the easiest and right. it will not go away. <laughs> it will not it's go. a total earworm. <laughs> so like as I've been trying to live my life, 
that's been been going around in my head. If you would like to make it infinitely worse, I have all of the songs saved on my computer oh, and I, I could give them to you and you could oh, just no. listen to the entire soundtrack as it just plays through all the songs. At one point I, I had... do that sometimes when I'm bored. I also have a version of the Fairy's Fountain song that plays for a solid half hour. I listen to that sometimes when I'm driving and I want to feel crazy. <laughs> Maybe if you want to feel calm. Yeah, I was going to say, at one point... No, because you start to feel calm, and then you start to feel crazy, and then you feel feel calm again, and then you start to be like, this has to end at some point. At one point, I found and downloaded orchestral versions of Oh, no, those are all beautiful. And that was... I have those as well. Those are gorgeous. Yeah. And and helpful in similar ways, the Mass Effect soundtrack. Like, Mm -hmm. as long as you turn it into, like, a real song... <laughs> with with lovely you know well crafted musical instruments then it's fine if it's just like the digital video game music it will drive you crazy every um, church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in Poland has the copy the copies of all of the Zelda songs on their computer what what every single one well and you that's how I got what? them all yeah all of the computers in the churches in Poland. Have copies of all of the Zelda oh sounds. Is it like a shared network or something? No, it's just that all of the missionaries have put it on there at one point <laughs> or the other. That's where I got all of them. Wow. I have the orchestral ones and I have just like Ocarina of Time soundtrack. Well, I mean, it's good to know apparently, about Poland. Yeah. Apparently the office, like the missionary office, I think it had like the files were named after stuff in Zelda for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, as well. I remember you mentioning that in a letter, actually. Yeah. yeah. That all of the file names were, you were like, wait, is there like They might a have been changed by now because I feel like there's got to be some buzzkill elder who came Ooh. through there and was like, this is inappropriate. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, every mission has that elder mm. or every district has that elder. Yeah. Gosh, that guy ruined everything. <laughs> Me, Herg. <laughs> Elder me hurt me hurt. Yeah, and then anyway, so back to music. <laughs> I'm joking. Me hurt was actually the one who put on some of the music on there. Oh, <laughs> well, why did you besmirch his name? <laughs> it was just a thing we frequently you. did: is we'd curse me hurt oh. over just random crap. <laughs> it is a funny name to curse. Yeah, actually, you know, I guess if you're looking at like a list of. It just, it's not quite the same if you're like Elder Garcia. Yeah. No, it's better if it's me, her. Me, her. Tinkleberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, just, he reminds me of Tinkleberg sometimes. Okay. Well, that's fair okay. then. I'm sorry, I derailed this so hard. You really did. You love to do that. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's why you're on this podcast. It's... Without it's my you, useless superpower, okay? <laughs> without you, we would just get through our outline and be done. In 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, um, and then a lot of the music that I love in video games and that really sticks with me, though, and that I, like, keep coming back to years and years later, though, it's more for nostalgic reasons. Like, a lot of it's stuff that I find really musically interesting um, or that I found really musically interesting as a child. And so like, mm. I still love it now. And I remember, um, the wild arms games, mm. they're these JRPGs and they were, they were a lot of fun, but I don't know that I even played them as much as I just would fire it up and listen to the music. 
and especially the opening like intro scenes because they wild arms and wild arms too both had really incredible oh yeah like i could probably i could probably still like remember the tune pretty well i i know i could (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna try to sing it and then i was like don't do that don't do that (laughs) (laughs) it's just instrumental it'll just sound awkward I'm gonna cut out all of that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Wild Arms and Wild Arms too. Yeah. In fact, when YouTube, when when YouTube first became a thing, that was one of the first things I looked up. Was mm. has anybody captured the Wild Arms and Wild Arms two intros? And can I just like yes. watch them? I Which, remember the answer was yes. <laughs> YouTube had existed for five minutes, and somebody had done that. <laughs> yes. I remember when we went to Wales on study abroad and we were climbing Mount Snowden. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to the Wild Arms one theme. As we summited. As we got to the top. Yeah. And it ended right when we got to the top. And it was so perfect because at the end of the first Wild Arms theme, he's like, through the whole theme, he's climbing this mm. mountain. And then at the end, he gets to the top and he looks out over the, <laughs> the vista and is like... And it was I, so perfect. I was just like, yes. And then you're ready to go on an adventure with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ran down the mountain next to the train tracks. Oh, that was in Wales. I was going to say that didn't happen in the game. Oh, <laughs> so that was us. That was in Wales. That legitimately happened in Wales. Yes, it was like, <laughs> nice. We almost tripped so many times. Yes. It was, I was a wearing, bad idea. I was wearing wellies. Do not hike Snowden in wellies. Yes. And but... definitely don't run down Snowden in wellies. What's a welly? Like rain boots? They're like, yeah, rain oh, boots. Okay. <laughs> it was very silly of me. It was fun. We ran into some girls from uh, Liverpool who were quite concerned about my feet. <laughs> Jensen, what video game music have you fallen in love with? The one that I've been listening to the most is obviously the Assassin's Creed soundtrack, which I love all of it, but I've become particularly fond of the shanties that play while you're in the ship, like the while you're not fast traveling yeah while you're not fast traveling because i hear them so much but i was like i was like maybe 60 hours ago when i was just sitting there and like listening to my crew sing these songs and i finally realized what they remind me of they remind me of the girls camp songs we used to sing at like oak crest and stuff like like Father Abraham had sons, sons, had sons, had father Abraham, and they never laughed, and they never cried. All they did was go like this. And the left, and the right, and the bump, and the bump. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's what they remind me of. And as soon as I started hearing that, I couldn't take them seriously anymore. And now even though... I have no idea what they're saying at all. It could be in Greek. It could be in English. It could be a mixture. <laughs> I sing along a little bit in like gibberish. <laughs> and it kind of comes out like the princess pet. Yeah, the princess pet. <laughs> the Dana tree. The Yes. Yeah. She sailed across. She sailed across. The 70s. The 70s. That's how it feels. I make a band but that's how it feels, and I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit as I listen to them, but 
I, I love them still because I think mm. they're really fun. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get really pretty too because they'll like do parts. They don't just Aww. like sing. <laughs> it's not the difference between like the girls camp songs and this is that the girls camp songs like you can sing them just fine even if you're the most tone deaf person in the world. You can just yell. <laughs> but Which like, people do. Yeah. yeah. I remember that at girls camp. I remember there's yeah. always one or two people who weren't even singing. Uh-huh. They would just like shout talking. Yeah. yeah. The just words. like scream the words. <laughs> but you know the shanties they are actually singing and they do sound nice and they sing in parts and it's like really like there's nice harmony and stuff so it's better in that respect yeah well there are some you know in all fairness to the girls camp songs i think there are some Mm. that can be harmonized really well you know maybe there's and some of them are like fit into rounds i can't remember them Mm -hmm. like Like, peanut butter and jelly yeah i don't know that one peanut peanut butter and jelly oh yeah (laughs) i don't know that one peanut butter and jelly yeah actually i do remember that (laughs) <laughs> I don't, right. It was clearly from my time, if you remember it, but I don't remember uh-huh. it. It's like, web like a spider's web. Oh, no, I yeah, love that one. Like that, that one's one. pretty. Some of them are pretty. Okay, yeah. So some of them are pretty. But all the ones that come to mind are the stupid ones. I'm just saying, like, in the post-apocalyptic world, or if we're ever, like, pulled into a situation where we have to row a boat for hours on end, we can sing girls' camp songs, yeah. and then they'll throw us overboard. <laughs> And end our miserable lives. Yes. <laughs> also, I was reminded um, uh, when I, I fired up Far Cry 5 again the other day, and I was reminded about how beautiful that soundtrack is. The whole thing is just great. I've like, been meaning to ask you, because you worked on the Far Cry 5 games. I just did the tech test. Okay, so you didn't get to hear any of the soundtrack beforehand. No. All I had access to was the arcade. Because I felt like that I game... Oh, no, I did have some music. They did, it had some music, but it wasn't really pretty music. It was more action-y because it's all about like... Because it was all about like putting together the arcade stuff. stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just wondering, because it seemed like that game came out and you immediately had all the songs memorized. You and Lane. Oh, it was, it was just because <laughs> like they play constantly while you're doing things. Because like the, um, the cult has big speakers set up just playing the music all mm-hmm. over. And so we ended up hearing them a lot. And then Lainey went and she downloaded the whole soundtrack so we could sing them and listen to them in the car um, driving to kung fu (laughs) so that's why and then also i put my my theme on my playstation is far cry 5 Mm. and it plays that really pretty song that makes me feel like i'm gonna cry every time i turn (laughs) on my playstation it's a little bit of a problem but i'm not gonna change it yeah (laughs) because it's really pretty (laughs) but like the soundtrack itself Mm. is gorgeous and all of the cult songs are surprisingly gorgeous especially the one for faith that is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, just, well, actually, fantastic. speaking of um, music that we've got going on our PlayStations in the background, my profile, I've got The Witcher 3. Yes. Mm. That's some great music, mm-hmm. oh, I it's have beautiful. to say. Yep. And also, just because um, I feel like an episode can't go by without me mentioning Dark Souls, I also <laughs> have to talk about the Dark Souls soundtrack. Yeah. In particular, the theme that plays when you fight the Watchers, uh, the Abyss Watchers mm-hmm. in the third game, will probably haunt my um, dreams and live deep in my soul until the moment I die. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so haunting and so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. another song that i absolutely love and have loved for most of my life is the violin theme that starts up when you turn on castlevania 64 yeah Yeah. the one that sounds like the first couple times i turned it on i didn't realize that it has more to it than just like the three notes that he plays over and over again (laughs) 
because it starts out and he's on the violin he plays the three notes and he plays them again it's more and than then he three. plays again is it three yeah it's more than three da, 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 no it goes into that later but it starts out as just <clears throat> a couple of notes i don't remember it's like at least four I'm okay <laughs> he plays he just plays a couple mu- uh, notes on the violin and then he plays them again and then he plays them again and he keeps playing them and then it starts to introduce some other song uh, other like notes to it and then it becomes this whole beautiful waltz and it's so gorgeous and the first couple times i just sped through the menu yeah. so fast i didn't hear it's it it's just a solo violin playing a few notes and then it progresses yeah mm-hmm. it's but quite nice once i actually like sat on the menu long enough to hear that it, there were more, more notes and there was more to the song i loved it so much i would frequently frequently just turn on the game and leave it going with that just playing over mm. and over again <laughs> like me and so wild good. arms yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I just have to quickly plug the music in Charm King, which is <laughs> a ridiculous match three mobile game that I got very obsessed with for a while. And I really love this game, but it's just funny because the soundtrack is surprisingly fantastical for being just this silly little match three mobile game with like these very these very like silly avatars and stuff and then the music kind of reminds me of kingdom come in some places it's like a slightly more playful version of the music in kingdom come (laughs) and sometimes i'm like playing the game i'm like this music is so good we were talking we were talking earlier tonight about how there's something about mobile games that sort of lends them to being like guilty pleasures like, they're not really games that we'll admit we love or that we play a lot. Mm. And I played Charm King, too, for a while. <laughs> so much. And I, I usually play the games with the sound off, though. And the one time that I had the sound up for that game, the the thought that came into my mind is, this music is inappropriately epic. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really nice. <laughs> so I love that. I love that soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Lovely. And Aaron, you are the real musical expert among us, so yes. I'm really curious yeah. to hear what you have to say. Me too. Um, so I'll start with the obvious one, um, the Halo soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only did Halo change gaming forever, it changed gaming soundtracks. Like, mm. that's the first one I remember being an epic orchestral um just a bunch of orchestral suites and just, you know, epic marches and yes. just so cool. Um, and one that I was actually felt comfortable showing to my parents, you know, like, <laughs> hey, listen to this. This is actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but then there are the classics, like <laughs> the Duck Hunt music comes to mind. <laughs> That's just that silly little ditty at the beginning of every level. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Um, but Donkey Kong Country mm. 2 Diddy's Conquest has some of the coolest video game music ever. <laughs> like, I love, love, love it so much. <laughs> I love um, all of the beehive levels with that piano and then the maze levels. They're kind of that heady... I don't know, just really... I'm moving my arms. I don't know how to say She's it. She's moving her arms, arms too. And, like, if anyone has ever practiced martial arts, it's sort of a vaguely, like, chi kind of movement. Yeah. Like, 
very mystical and you know like... copy your movements and see if i can think of the word <laughs> uh, mystical and calming cyclical? and cyclical yeah sure, sure that why there. not <laughs> Um, just really pretty. I can't um, think of anything. This isn't working. <laughs> Stop, please. Jensen is still going. <laughs> Skyrim. Oh, I, I, I could just soundtrack. have that playing in the background, and it's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's I, wonderful. Beautiful. I listened to that music <clears throat> so much mm-hmm. on my mission. It got to the point where every morning as I was, like, getting ready, I would listen to it. Uh-huh. And anytime I had to do, like laundry or something i would have it just going uh-huh. skyrim has really captured that classic fantasy mood it has. too um we were discussing this because one of our favorite like i guess he'd be a let's player but he's sort of more than that steph oh uh, steph. <laughs> d's nuts yeah steph. <laughs> steph he uh he was he did a series where he was playing through dark souls 3 yes. uh dark souls virgin and he when he it was so he he does his editing is just hilarious oh my gosh his editing is fantastic (laughs) it's it's made me like cry with laughter like just these tiny little edits he put in and when he's doing the when he's doing the the dlc um when he's doing the dlc in in dark souls 3 with the uh dragon was that dlc i'm trying to it was dlc yeah oh okay yeah I know that we've had this discussion before. Okay. <laughs> I'm just so confused because... Maybe it's not DLC. I don't know. I thought it was DLC. I feel I don't like I've know. heard people talk about it as if it is and as if it isn't. Uh, like, the version of Dark Souls 3 that I... versions of the bosses? Is that what you're talking about? No. No, no oh. the, the, the dragon place where you, you go to the place where the, the dragons... Yeah. All the dragons are and you have to fight... The guy who's riding a dragon. The Nameless King. Yeah, the Nameless King. He fires lightning He's like the hardest boss in the third game. Well, I mean, that's arguable, I guess, but I'm not going to make that argument. He's the hardest boss in the game, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and um, it's it's uh, it's a very it's a very fun, dense area to work your way through. And you've got all these little dragons with these long necks that like spring out and grab yum. you and like yeah exactly see he he started using yum. the yoshi yum. yum sound whenever one of them like he's just his editing is so funny it's so perfect it's so funny and one of the things that he did that like really made me start thinking about the difference between skyrim's music and like the music in a soul like in a game like in a game like dark souls for instance is just that tone quality is so like epic fantasy yeah. and when he used that in dark souls when he's fighting a dragon it was hilarious because of just how out of place it yeah, was. Especially when he'd play it and it would be like, the, the dragon's like coming after him and he's playing the, the Skyrim theme, you know? Uh-huh. And it feels all super epic and then the dragon just like swats him and he stops <laughs> it that's, immediately. That's and it's just thing. like, it's like, this isn't Skyrim. That's you suck. <laughs> Dark Souls. It's like the feeling you get when you see a dragon in Dark Souls is like dread. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to die. Like that's the feeling in Dark Souls. And then, but like in Skyrim, it's like, oh, a dragon, the wonders of the mystical world. And like the music sort I of- I shall ins- fell this beast. Exactly. Yeah. Suck up its soul. <laughs> and like that, the music matches that. It managed to, yeah. it manages to like encapsulate that whole emotional excitement Mm -hmm. and it's so much fun and it's so different (laughs) in Dark Souls and so putting the Skyrim music (laughs) in that situation immediately made it hilarious because of the 
just because of the dissonance between like the tone of the film and like how it actually feels yes. when you're in that situation where, where what it feels like is basically the emotional equivalent of like crying and peeing yourself. <laughs> Skyrim's music so epic it puts you right in that moment fantastic and this is a little off topic as well but speaking of Yoshi's sound effects um so Super Mario World Mm. for Super Nintendo (laughs) one of my siblings and my favorite things to do (laughs) you know how you um there were those hidden keyholes and you had to find the key Mm. so we liked to have Yoshi like put the key in his mouth and then when he'd spit it out, he'd go, bow. And then, <laughs> then the keyhole would be like, Brrrr. And that was like our main goal was to get Yoshi to go, bow. And we were just like, ah. Every single time. That was the goal of the game. <laughs> it was. It was fantastic. It was so great. Oh, man. So, but yeah, just games like that where you can just literally sit and listen to the main menu like halo Mm -hmm. 4 has a gorgeous main uh, menu Mm -hmm. song with that yeah that lady um arkham asylum or Mm -hmm. arkham city i would sit and listen to the main menu love horizon zero dawn's music and ocarina of time obviously Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah of course there's so many more oh unreal championship i'm not gonna go into it but super cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) great music like you feel like just so epic running through levels and shooting people and like yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway those are those are some of my games perfect Mm -hmm. we should probably talk about game music more often because um even as we're sitting here i'm thinking of like 15 more but we probably need to stop talking (laughs) i know i i I could name so many more Mm -hmm. i narrowed it down just with those four i mentioned yeah yeah well and i just realized i narrowed it down i didn't even i didn't even mention any of the survival horror music i didn't even like there's so many good ones Uh i didn't even interrupt elsa to talk endlessly about how much i love the mass effect soundtrack yeah (laughs) i had to fight not to do that i noticed that you didn't do that and i was really impressed i was sitting here going <laughs> I just want to talk about it. I know you want to talk about it. We're gonna to have to talk about music again later. Yeah, we'll, just, for sure. we'll bring it up again, and we can talk Absolutely. about more. About it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's important. Okay, and then the last thing that we were gonna kind of discuss is PlayStation Access and outside Xbox or outside Extra. Yeah. And just because we we really like these channels, but I started to kind mm-hmm. of manage to finally put my finger on what it is about them that I like, and I think it's just that. They have such a positive um, focus on, like, being a gamer. Like, they make mm-hmm. you excited about yeah. games, and they make you feel good to be a gamer. As opposed to so many... Like, I, I just... I have such a problem with this sort of pseudo-critique mm-hmm. culture on mm-hmm. YouTube where they're like, let me explain the ending. <laughs> or, <laughs> or like, here's all the reasons why... Here's this all the reasons sucks. why this game yeah. sucks. Like, I, everything that's bad about this game. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I hate that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because can't it's, stand it. I, I, I can't stand it. I like... And I think I like that they're so positively focused. Yeah. And even when they don't necessarily have all nice things to say about something... They're very focused on, like, the experience of Mm -hmm. playing the game. Mm -hmm. Not so much, well, this is bad because, or this is good because. It's just, like, here's how it felt to engage with this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so, like, even when they're negative, it feels more like a... 
it feels more like a subjective personal experience that they're recounting mm -hmm. and not so much like they're trying to critique and uh yeah because the problem is is that a lot of these people who try to critique games don't know what they're talking about mm -hmm. or they start critiquing things where you're where you're like why is that a bad thing yeah <laughs> like i i i, I, I feel like that happens so much i'm like that was something I liked about right. the game. Yeah, that happened for like, that happened with me for a lot of. I'm really enjoying Dark Souls too. Yeah, and like I know a lot of people hated yeah. that game. Mm, exactly, and That's I do. I and I do think that there's some legitimate criticism to be leveled at it. But most of the stuff that I've seen in, especially in YouTube videos where people are criticizing it, I just feel like that's just something that made it different. Mm -hmm. From the other games, it's but it not necessarily worse. It just made it a disparate experience, mm -hmm. and um, I don't know. Like I, I, I could go on. I could I could start getting specific about people who I think need to shut up. But, um, but basically, I just I think that that's why I've kind of moved away from watching a lot of reviewers on mm -hmm. YouTube. And even Let's Players, like mm -hmm. I, I, there's still a few Let's Players that I really enjoy, like Steph. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and like I'll occasionally, I'll occasionally jump back in with Markiplier, especially if he's playing something that I am pretty sure I don't actually want to play, but I still want to know yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a good one to go to because I feel like he plays all the survival horror stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't really want to yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, I don't know if I want to waste my time. And then he wasted his time for me. Yeah. You know? and, uh, and like, but like a lot of them I've started to avoid precisely because I just, I don't, I don't like them telling me why I should feel bad about this game, mm -hmm. yeah. or, or why I should yeah. feel bad about being a gamer. And PlayStation Access, and outside Xbox and outside Astro, they never, they're never doing that. Mm -hmm. They're always just like excited about being gamers. Yeah. yeah. And like they have some cute things personality-wise. I don't really feel like comparing them or trying to say that like one's better than the other. I think they both do a really good I job. Think they're basically the same. You know, they both Same have place. adorable British accents, <laughs> PlayStation access. They've got a really cute group dynamic and they've got yeah. some running jokes that are just charmingly <laughs> hilarious. And uh, outside Xbox, they've got some real, real rad t-shirt game going on. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. They're always wearing the best t-shirts. <laughs> right. And some of the topics that they've come up with, I just feel like are really inspired and really fun yeah mm -hmm. um like they did a video a while ago that i've watched a few times and it like legit actually made me teary yeah. where they were talking about like game choices that they personally regretted uh, yeah. in their mm -hmm. playthroughs i love that I one <laughs> mostly just because it's it's sweet our parents have actually come to really like watching them they like like we like to turn on youtube videos sometimes like and they'll they'll be they'll be in the room and so they'll sit and watch them with us and most of them, they just, they don't like it. They'll complain all the way through and then we have to just stop it. Because they're like, okay, fine. Okay, we get it. You guys are getting old and you hate everything. But if we're watching PlayStation Access or outside Xbox or outside Extra, they'll sit and watch it and they'll laugh and they'll make fun comments and they'll be like, oh, that was so great. And like, they really love whenever Dave dresses up and pretends to be Rob, Rob's mom. It's like... Is he Rob's wife sometimes, no, or is he always I Rob's mom? I think he's mom? always his mom. Okay. He's always yeah. his mom. <laughs> I was like, Robert! <laughs> that That's shrill weird. British voice. <laughs> like, we, all need a, we all need a shrill British mom. Yes. Like Brian's mom in Life of Brian. Yes. <laughs> occasionally, exactly. and mom never does that impersonation, but dad occasionally. Oh, yeah. Dad always does that. 
He occasionally just pretends to be that mother oh, in particular. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just become a kind of an entertaining thing. Whenever we're like, they're like, we want to watch something with you guys, but we don't know what. We like. Let's turn on some PlayStation Access some outside Xbox. And they're like, okay. Uh Yeah, it's great when they've just got like a few minutes and we're trying to kill time. Um, Or like, especially, especially in a situation where, for instance, we're planning to sit down and like watch a movie and then suddenly somebody gets a phone call and has to leave mm. for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It's become like our go-to thing. Yeah. Where it's we'll like, just well, let's on jump on YouTube and nice. just put on a yeah. list. <laughs> and then we'll watch it and we'll all enjoy it. And they'll learn something about games that they didn't know. Yeah. And then great. they won't feel quite so lost when yeah. we're talking about games. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I think that's really what my goal with educating our parents about video games is. <laughs> Is so that they're not so grumpy when, like, you and I are having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And they're suddenly just like, why don't you talk about something we can all appreciate? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I've what, noticed... what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that mom started making, like, she started, like, referencing games that she's seen stuff about. It's cute. On there. It's Aww. cute, yeah. And dad sat down and played some um, Breath of the Wild on Lainey's account the other day. Whoa. And got and her almost killed, killed her. <laughs> he, he almost got her killed. He found a fish, and he picked it up for her, and then he ran straight into a guardian. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Lainey had to fast travel away, and then he fell off a cliff. He picked a bunch of apples for her, then climbed up the cliff, and then immediately fell oh, off of it again. <laughs> I showed my mom, like... So I hadn't watched PlayStation Access until we visited you guys in Vegas, and you showed it to us, and I was like, this is the best thing ever, and I remember one of the first Friday features after we got home was um, video game habits you couldn't get away with in real life, and I loved it so much, and I showed it to my mom. And she loved it. My mom doesn't do video games. She does not care about video games. Like, she is completely just like whatever but she's like oh my gosh can i watch more of these videos like where can i watch these i'm like i'll make you a list i'm like oh that's so great a convert yes yes (laughs) you will realize the amazingness of video games (laughs) but yeah i'm mostly i've experienced with playstation access i really liked what i've seen from outside xbox um but i yeah, Friday features are like the highlight of my week and the yeah. Tuesday checklist mm-hmm. and <laughs> just Rob's writing is so brilliant and funny and <laughs> so funny. Like he's this amazing journalist but and he writes these deep sounding things but they're actually just really funny and silly. <laughs> yeah. Like just I love whenever he starts out saying something and it's like seems really deep and then it like <laughs> ends with something that's just like ridiculous yeah. <laughs> yeah he's really got that he's really got that inverse of expectation thing mm. down yeah. he also like adds just the right amount of self-deprecation yeah yeah like it's possible to overdo it oh yeah it for is. sure and he never does yeah. i feel like he always just throws something in there that i'm just like oh rob <laughs> oh you so we have made it to four episodes Woo! and i don't remember who told me this so you know citation needed and all that (laughs) but apparently you get to four episodes with a podcast like that's when you're supposed to really sit down and like evaluate what you're doing and whether it's something you want to continue with so uh votes jensen never give up never surrender perfect aaron how do you feel (laughs) 
Yes, yes, queen, yes, queen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, our audience is very likely us a few years from now. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like looking back over that time we had a podcast and giggling. Yes, but like a honestly, of friends that yeah. Are like, yeah, and we've got a couple of friends who are always just like. Oh, yeah, it's cute. Um, but um, I think we should just keep doing this as long as it's fun. Yeah. And I'm still having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, <I'm too>. okay. <laughs> so let's keep going. And uh, we probably need to nail down, like, a proper schedule. Yeah. So we don't take any more month plus hiatuses. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we had our reasons. Mm-hmm. They were they were even sort of good reasons. I know, but right? yeah, so excited. We're gonna nail down a legitimate schedule, and we'll be back with Yay. episode five. Yes, yeah. I think that's in the can. <laughs> good job, us. Yay! We actually got through all the material in our outline. This Let's time. all do a slow clap like Aaron's avatar. 